my friends. Welcome, welcome. I have my friend Nicole Walters here. Nicole is a social media star, a TV star. She owns a very successful business. And we really, in many ways, just get along so well and relate to each other so well. You guys have been bugging me for months to get Nicole on this podcast, so I did. So let's dive into my conversation with the one and only Nicole Walters. I'm Sharon McMahon. And welcome to the Sharon Says So podcast. I am so excited that you're here, Nicole. People have been asking for this. Have they been in your comments? Yes. It's like we have these communities that are supposed to be these calm, sensible people, you know, just so (laughs) so appreciative of a gentle place to land in this crazy Mm -hmm. internet world. But then once they get to tagging, Oh, the insistence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad we're here together. Yes. So many people have been like, when is Nicole Walters coming on your podcast? And today is the day. It's the day. Today I'm is so the day. excited. You grabbed me right after I finished washing my wigs. I hung those bad boys up and I was like, it is time. <laughs> So if somebody is not familiar with you yet, if they have never visited your Instagram or your website, tell us what you do just to set a little bit of context for who you are. Oh my gosh. I get to do what I love every day, which is interact with people, help them, whether it's with building a business they love through my business education firm, Inherit Learning Company, or if it's uh, just being their internet best friend and making them laugh on my show on USA Network called She's the Boss, or just hanging out with them on Instagram, which is very Mm -hmm. much the place that I spend most of my time. So Mm. I get to just show up in this world as I am. And, and somehow people keep meeting me there. I love that. And I think that's one of the things that people love about you is you're like, and this is who I am. (laughs) I always love meeting people like that, that are just unashamedly themselves. They're comfortable with the idea of if I'm not for you, then I'm okay with that. Maybe I am for you. And that's fantastic. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't 
people always ask me this, but how does somebody get a TV show? How do you start a company teaching business owners? Well, I think the biggest thing that I always try to tell everyone is just start doing what you love and putting it out there. I know that sounds so high level, but with the advent of things like social media and live streaming and videos and all of that, if you have something you're really passionate about, you have ways to reach people directly. And a lot of people are surprised to hear that, you know, with my TV show, I did end up working with a production studio, but like, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a bunch of money put behind it. I didn't do like all this crazy stuff. Like I had a show that made it all the way to air because it was like pitched directly to networks and they bought into a great product, you know? So Mm -hmm. That was how it worked, but it all started though, with the fact that every time you go in and you get that big opportunity, I've been at this for 12 years. It's been 12 years and I've posted on social media every single day for those 12 years. So if you can maintain that consistency, you can have anything. (laughs) Everything you want is on the other side of consistency. Just be consistent for a decade and then you'll get whatever you want. So (laughs) super easy. Then you'll have a TV show and a book deal. That's it. I'm annoying myself right now. So what did you do? Okay. What did you do before this, before you were Nicole Walters, the brand? I was a um, corporate executive. So I worked in healthcare for the largest healthcare company in the United States in their international division. So Mm. they actually didn't have an international division. And prior to working for them, I was with the top international company. So they kind of poached me, went over there and helped scale them from 2 million to 200 million. And I did that pretty quickly. And I was just 28 at the time. So because I picked up a lot while I was there, I enthusiastically went to my boss and was like, you know, 28 year olds, they're sprightly and full of belief and the world hasn't (laughs) created them yet. You know, it's just, it's a delightful thing to see. And I say all of this fully acknowledging that I still look 28. And that's, (laughs) you you know, so all that to be said, I had this job and my boss pretty much told me like, look, there's nothing else. This is pretty much it for the next couple of years. Uh, So I quit my job and I actually did that live online in front of 10,000 people. Hmm. Yeah. And it went viral. What? What? How, what made you I know to do that? I've been already documenting my journey to entrepreneurship. So what's pretty cool, I think, about where I am now with like a multi-million dollar company and 20 employees and a headquarters in Atlanta and an office in Santa Monica. And like just the fact that people normally only see the finish line. If you mm-hmm. have the time to scroll back far enough, you can see when I had $24 in my bank account and mm-hmm. bad wigs. So there's, you know, nothing more real than knowing that I tracked the whole thing. And that's what happened. I was tracking like this journey saying, look, like I'm feeling this push and I'm scared about it, you know, and I'm trying, and this is kind of what it looks like. And today I did really well, or today I failed. And eventually it came to the point where it was like, I think I have to just quit, you know, and it just felt authentic to share that part of the story too. I mean, I was classy about it, you know, like it wasn't messy. It wasn't like jumping onto the wing of the plane, like I'm out of here. It wasn't that, you know, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, a lot of people, it resonated with them and that just kind of sort of kicked off the journey. Mm, I love that. And I love that you just talk so openly about, about your journey and Mm -hmm. you talk about how you grew up is not indicative of what you have made for yourself. Mm -hmm. And how do you think how you grew up in a much more modest socioeconomic status, Mm -hmm. how do you think that has affected your brand, affected your business, affected who you have become? 
So I love this because I think both of us in our social media platforms, we are just so tender with our talk. We're so good with our language, modest socioeconomic status, like Sharon, the two of us together, <laughs> we could take on the world with our words. Okay. <laughs> we are smithers of the words. You know, I was po girl, couldn't afford the O and the R. Okay? <laughs> like, and the thing about it is, you know, I slept on a couch when I was 12. I used to wake up to roaches crawling on me, you know, and mm. it's, it's not easy to um, know that that was my existence and it wasn't for lack of trying. You know, I was a child of two Ghanaian immigrants from Ghana, West Africa, and my dad was a cab driver. My mom was a secretary to boating insurance company and they wanted more for me. That's why they brought me here. And my dad was the type of person who would say, you know, why we're in America is because you can clean a building and you can have your name on it. Like mm. it can be what you want it to be, you know, and it's not that one has more pride. It's your choice. I think that that messaging around where I was is what ended up affecting where I am. I just didn't feel limited. You know, I felt, mm-hmm. I knew that I was in a place where I had more options and mm-hmm. that was huge for me, you know, and it allowed me to, um, I'm not saying that we don't all have cards that we've been dealt, you know, that we may not have deserved to be dealt or cards that we were born with that we certainly shouldn't be barriers from us getting ahead. But, you know, even with that being the reality, I'm I'm grateful that I still have been able to exercise choice where able to maximize my opportunities. And, And that's all that my life's been, you know, it's just been making sure that at least in the beginning that I could chase stability, right. And chase Mm -hmm. these choices. And now it's turning into a place where I'm able to do that in a very out loud way to show other people what's possible. So that's probably the biggest impact of growing up like that, being able to know that the juxtaposition of growing up in DC and seeing wealth everywhere, but not having it really has allowed me to prepare for the life that I have now, where I have an understanding, which I think kind of lends itself to kind of how we both show up in this internet space. I'm just very understanding, empathetic, compassionate. I get it because mm-hmm. I've been all of the things. It's not just the one experience that you've had, that you've had like 75 different experiences and you know what they're like and people can tell when you truly get them people can tell when you at least are you know empathetic with uh, their struggles Mm -hmm. and that's the least we can afford each other right like I think that it's so interesting because both of us we spend so much time in our platforms trying to be delicate with our language you know and be mindful because it matters more to us that people feel seen and heard than it does that we're right all we do is Mm -hmm. we just extend empathy and grace like everywhere so yeah, it's really helped. You know, my therapist says I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The fact that you have a therapist probably does mean you're doing great. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I'm all about therapy, Jesus and therapy girl. Like you, we all need it because in this world, you need therapy just to make sure that you're even, and you know, a lot of people may or may not relate to this if they're listening. Oftentimes people think platform just means a lot of followers, but we have platforms for mothers because we're speaking into children's lives or for teachers because we're speaking into kids. So anyone with a platform, it really does help, you know, to have a place where someone is just there to help serve you mm. so you can show mm-hmm. up your best. And that's how I've always looked at therapy. It's not necessarily that something's broken or needs fixed. It's that I need a place where I can make sure I am staying on my a game so I can show up to my calling and serve people. Well, I love that, that this is really, this is a tool for you to use versus somebody working on you, telling you how you're broken. For sure. For sure. It's the gym. It's not the emergency room. Mm, That's a great way of putting it. I love that. How scary was it for you to quit your lucrative job (laughs) that you had, you had obviously been very successful at and decide this isn't for me anymore. I had faith that I'd make it work. You know, my parents are like, 
what are you doing? I don't understand. Are you trying to kill me today? This doesn't make sense to me. We work and work and work and work. And you just want to throw it away for what? So you can Mm. eat unlimited McDonald's. (laughs) Like literally, because that's what it always comes down to with African parents. Like whatever you're trying to do, the holy grail is to go eat McDonald's. You know, it's like unlimited McDonald's. That's it. That's like the holy grail of good living. So no, like I had to explain to them that like, look, I already wasn't a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer. You already had these expectations for me and it didn't pan out. I want to chase this thing. So it was scary for me, but the scariness mostly came around perception from others, you know? Mm-hmm. So once I was able to let that go and say, look, what other people think about the journey I'm taking cannot dictate my next steps because mm-hmm. they're not taking this trip with me, you know, like they're not with me. So I have got to be the person who's driving this car. And once I finally settled into that. And there's still days where I haven't, you know, there's still days where I'm like, Oh, someone said that that feels weird. But overall, you know, once I got used to that, it was a lot less scary and it was a lot easier to take bigger steps forward. It's so true that what other people think of your journey is actually not your business. Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> if they can't say it to me, then it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that too. And so what does inherent learning do? So Inherit Learning Company is kind of my first company. And basically it's a business education firm. So if you are someone who doesn't know what you want to do, we help make sure that you're clear around that and we make sure it's profitable. That was an excellent elevator pitch. Thank you so much. I just (laughs) make money and keep it. That's, I mean, yeah, like you're not, I'm not going to make the money and then write the checks to people that are not me. What I find is interesting is you hear a lot of people who say like, well, that information is Googleable. And it's like, that's true. You can absolutely find the what all over the internet, Mm -hmm. but the how or the why is this important, you know, or the when, when does this apply? You actually do need to talk to an expert for, you know? So that's why I love the work that I do because no matter where you are in business, I can help fill that gap. Mm -hmm. We hear from a lot of interesting people on this podcast, and I know that I am always hungry for more. And what if you could learn from the world's best all in one place? Guess what? You can. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. Masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with over 200 of the world's best instructors. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. And you can access Masterclass on your phone, your computer, your smart TV, even in audio modes. You can listen to it like a podcast. I know that when I watch Doris Kearns Goodwin, that first of all, I'm going to be getting fantastic information, that the production level is going to be incredible. And then I'm going to walk away feeling smarter and more informed than I was before. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Sharon. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Sharon. Masterclass.com slash Sharon. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress in our life. Absolutely. It's unavoidable. It's just part of the human experience. But some of us have more than others, and some of us handle it better than others. Some of us really keep it bottled up, and it can start to affect us negatively. I would imagine at some point in your life, you can relate to this, right? And therapy is a safe space to be able to get some of these things off your chest. And that is why so many people 
find benefit in speaking to a qualified professional. If you're thinking about starting therapy for something like managing your stress, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Sharon today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Sharon. We have all had embarrassing moments where something didn't smell quite right. And if you have any children or people in your lives who have stinky toes, stinky feet, and those stinky shoes pile up by the door of your house, and then when people come over, they're like, um, your house smells weird. There's a solution for that, and it is not necessarily spraying down your house with disinfectant. It is taking care of the smell at the source by using Lumi on places like the people in your house's stinky feet. It is a whole body deodorant. It is safe to use anywhere on your body. It was created by a doctor who saw firsthand how stinky feet and other body parts are often misdiagnosed as problems when in reality you could just use a product like Lumi and it would take care of the issue. It has been clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SHARON at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code SHARON. I want to talk to you a little bit about what it is like to be a public figure on social media, because I feel like so many people are there. Number one, they're just curious. Mm -hmm, Number two, there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is like. They think that it's just like, oh my gosh, the influencer lifestyle. It's just free stuff all day. It's just palm trees and Prosecco. Everybody loves you. And in reality, there is a tremendous amount of work creating content that people actually want to consume, like the amount of work to create content that people enjoy and relate to and can benefit from is tremendous. And then also it is not all big fun. (laughs) It's a job. I mean, you only get paid for doing work, you know, when it comes to posting my content, like I post, I, I speak when I have something to say, that's a huge part of it. Nothing is ever calculated or excessively planned. You know, it's always, mm-hmm. this is just my truth. It's why I go live a lot. So my most viral content was literally just said live and it was off the top of my head. However, as you're saying, the work comes in, in the aftermath, right? It's the people management. It's the, again, everyone's coming from their uh, viewpoint and wanting to hold space and give everyone the respect and the grace that they deserve, even if they haven't received it, but also making sure that you're protecting your boundaries because no matter how other people view you or no matter what pedestals they put you on, you still have to protect the fact that you are a human with children and a life and our values and all of that. And that part is a delicate balance that I am 
constantly working on how much is too much and then how to deal when you assert certain boundaries. So that part I think is the hardest. Exerting the boundaries is not the tough part. It's when people push back because they're not comfortable with your boundaries. That's Mm. all. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point that when somebody is giving you a hard time about your boundaries, it's generally because they were benefiting from you not having any. Ooh, preach, write it down, underline, Sharon said so. Okay. <laughs> like it's because, and it's because whenever you didn't hold true to your boundaries, it likely served them and not even necessarily serve them to their benefit because I have kids who will push my boundaries because they want to stay up later or they want money or whatever else yeah. may not be in their interest, but it served their desire and it alleviated their discomfort around whatever it was that they had to cope with. And mm-hmm. so what's great is I can appreciate that, um, by me asserting my boundaries, no matter what, if nothing else, I'm teaching them that I'm not somebody that you're going to tell what Mm -hmm. I should be doing or how I should show Mm -hmm. up. And I think that's really necessary as I go into these next chapters, like I'm writing this book in my book, I'm going to talk about things that are going to absolutely categorically shock people. I am very aware that I am both burning down my life and building another one and I'm okay with it, you know, and thank, thank you therapy. And so in knowing that, you know, I'm excited to start training people to respect my boundaries because I want them to respect them, especially after they read this book, you know? And it is so true when your kids start to get older, you have to respect their boundaries. Yes. That when I tell you my, my middle one, she's 19. This girl takes no mess from anyone. Like she is the type of kid where she 100% will not get walked over. And she's very comfortable stating that because she knows who she is and how she shows up in this world. And I like, she's my hero. And it's because she's clear on her boundaries. You know, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. We can, Mm -hmm. any of us can do it. And it's so great that you support her in that because very often people who do have clear boundaries as children are told that they should not have those boundaries. Oh, for sure. But it feels weird. I'm not kidding. Like I grew up in a household where like, what is a boundary? You know, like Mm -hmm. my parents are African. They dictated my life. Like this is where you get married. This is the job you'll have. Like, you know, it's just culturally that was normal growing up, you know, within at least Ghanaian culture. And so what was not speaking unilaterally for all Ghanaians, I don't want your comments to blow up. Not speaking (laughs) unilaterally for all Ghanaians. I'm just saying that at least with my parents, respects of their upbringing, but all that to be said, uh, you know, in choosing to do that differently and raising my own children, I've seen the fruits of that. And Mm -hmm. frankly, it gives me more ease as a parent because I'm able to know and trust when she's out there, you know, her ability to care for herself and make certain choices, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't change the fact that I still feel triggered when she'll say something like, Oh, you know, Hey mom, I really didn't like that comment about my pants. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I was just kind of joking. But then I'm like, she didn't say anything wrong. I don't need to feel weird about that. You know, like what she did was a good action, but like there's a thought process that goes through my head about yeah. it because that's, that wasn't an organic thing for me for someone to do that in a home. Right. Your <laughs> feelings about well, her statement are your feelings to feel. Absolutely. It does not mean that she needs to change her statement Absolutely. based on your feelings. And Absolutely. that is true of all people in the world, right? Yes. Like you don't are valid. Absolutely. Right. Even if they're not facts, they're still valid, you know, so. <laughs> but you don't have to change what you're doing because mm-hmm. I have feelings about it. Absolutely. My 100%. feelings are mine to feel and your actions are yours to own. Absolutely. And if people realize that on both sides, where it's like, I don't have to argue with you to make you think what I think, because I can still feel the way I want to feel. And we're both learners, you know, like we're mm-hmm. geeks for it, you know? So it's like, I'm all about like, tell me the ideas because I feel very comfortable in my ability to like come together and synthesize my own notions, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, a glutton for all the knowledge. Yes. Right. Like I would, I would much more appreciate the opportunity to have all the education so that Mm -hmm. I can form my own 
educated totally. opinion totally. than to just have somebody else substitute their own judgment for my own and tell me what to think. Absolutely. Like it's literally about being an informed everything else. The word informed as a precursor, caveat, prefix to anything, informed voter, informed educator, informed parent, you know, because you went out and got that information mm -hmm. is just so much better than just being that in and of itself, you mm -hmm. know, so like, mm -hmm. isn't that the goal, right? So, and then also having the humility, because I think a lot of people forget that humility is something that's such a critical attribute to being yes. a leader. And I feel like a lot of times when we have our strong feelings in response to people having conversations about tough topics, we lose some of our humility, you know, in recognizing mm -hmm. that we may not know everything about all the things. And that is not only okay, it's a beautiful place to be because now you get to learn more about another perspective or life or way of being, including when I'm parenting my kids, I have humility towards them as they're developing into independent adults and they're speaking to me about things that I may not understand or about their feelings or about their schooling or about their hobbies. So mm. being humble enough to say, I may be the adult here, but let me make myself a little smaller so I can hear them. So that, that way they can feel big in other rooms. I love that too. And people mistake humility for meekness, humility yeah, no, for no. lack of confidence. It's not that at all. It's just turning away from this toxic level of pride yes, that yeah. so many people have, which says that I know everything I know best. You can't convince me otherwise. Mm -hmm. And I've made up my mind. There's no, absolutely no wiggle room on this matter. Mm -hmm. And very often then we're very blind to our, oh, <laughs> we're very oh. blind to our own inadequacies on a matter of issues. I always joke with my kids. Cause you're just like, gosh, like life is so complicated. Adulting so hard. And I'm like, I hear you. You know, what's great is you're going to hit a pocket between 25 and 28, where you're going to feel like everything and you can do everything. Like you're going to have this like mm -hmm. weird drive ambition, which is good. Cause it's going to propel you into your thirties, you know, where you're going to realize that you did it all wrong and it's all a mess and you don't know where you are, you know? And like, the only thing you know, is that you don't know anything. <laughs> Do you yes, know what I mean? Yes. hundred percent. That base of humility sets you up for your forties where now you're able to like truly, if you use it right, be a glutton for the learning that actually gets you where you want to be, mm. you know? And then it's my hope in your fifties, which Oprah says are your best years of your life, that in your fifties, that you're able to just enjoy the fruits of whatever the heck it is that you mm. planted. If you're able to enter that season of humility, you know, but like, that's the precursor, right? Because how are you going to gather the knowledge that's actually going to serve you if you're not humble enough to say you need it? Oh my gosh. That is so good. I know we have bonded over our shared love of learning yes. and, uh, our uh, owning the level of, of nerdiness uh, mm -hmm. that account, the company is like, I just love to learn stuff. That's it. Professional learning. Like, yes. it's just like, and I, the thing about it is people don't realize it makes, I get that I'm annoying. So like I'll meet people and I'm like, I'm not, I'm the person in the checkout line at Target where it's like, oh, what's your name? Sky with two Y's. Oh my gosh. Did your mother pick that? Or is that like a family name? Tell me more about that. Oh, wow. So I see you working at Target. Do you like it here? Is this your passion? Do you feel like you're in alignment? Oh, well, that's good. What do you really love to do? And she's like, is this all your order? Like, <laughs> just, and I feel so bad, but it's because like, I not, I don't just love people, but I really do love to learn. Like we have a lot in common, but even if we both saw a movie, different things would stand out to us. So it's like For the sure. joy of being able to talk about people's perspectives. It just makes you so well-rounded, you know? And I think that that's, what's great about your platform in particular is that's what you're doing is you're just saying, look, like here's another side you may not have seen, do with it what you will. Here's mm -hmm. another side you may not have seen, do with it what you will. Here's a side that exists, 
it's neutral. Do with it what you will. I'm going to eat it all. You know I mean? <laughs> so I love you for it. I love you for it. I hope that Thank that's you. the energy I can bring to others. Cause whew, I love that. So that's so good. Don't, don't you feel like just the acquisition of knowledge is like fuel for your brain? Oh my gosh. And what, and not just that, but it feels like, uh, like tools that I'm adding to a bag and yes. I don't know what I'll need. Like I always joke with my kids that growing up and adulting, you realize that when you're younger, you feel like you don't even have a tool bag. You literally are out here. Like you put me out in this world. It's a zombie apocalypse. I got nothing. Mm-hmm. When you become 30 ish, when you get into like your real adulting ish, where you're really getting into it, you realize, oh, I have a tool bag and it's filled with stuff. I just don't know what to use for what. So I'm just going <laughs> to start grabbing things and hammer away. Hammer away and hope something does something. But then, you know, as you continue to acquire tools and knowledge, you start really realizing, no, like I know that I can apply this here. Or I remember learning, I know something's in that bag that applies. Let me go and look for it. And I think that like people who realize that that's what life is like, just all you want to do is fill it. I just want all the options. Let me fill up this bag with as many tools Mm. as I can get. And that's what it feels like when I get to learn. That's what it feels like when I get facts. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like when I get to hear and meet people who've lived lives. It's also why like real talk. So as a black African woman in America, as a public you know, figure is I get feedback from a variety of people who at least stereotypically, right, are categorically opposed to you, right? Because the understanding is if I look a certain way that I must be of this belief system. Mm-hmm. So just using that as the working theory, mm-hmm. people thinking like, oh, well, this person say a conservative or this person is a liberal or whatever, but how do you mm-hmm. not feel so angry? And I'm like, look, like it's because I come from a place of learning. So whenever I had these conversations with people that typically one way or another, like the extremes of each side and people are like, how are you not just raging? It's because like, I want to learn how they got there. I want to learn why they're still there in that thought mm-hmm. process of either sides of super extremities. And I want to learn like what they're looking for, which keeps me from being so angry about it. You know, is that we're mm-hmm. all a lot of both, right? Mm-hmm. It's so true. Is that what it's like for you? Like, are you just like, oh my gosh, I just get to learn about people. Like when you're engaging these or yeah I mean some of it yes I absolutely love to learn about other people mm-hmm. like I have joked for a long time that one of the most interesting things to me in the world is to hear about what other people do for a living yes like what I do you love do? it how is this, is this a job it. and how did you get there when, what so, do you do on a daily basis do? yeah and if you become that type of person I think it also it lends itself to more empathy it lends itself to more grace yes. it lends itself to more humility and it also ultimately lends itself to more education education around how we can interact with each other a lot better. And at the end of the day, with all this public figure mumbo jumbo and social media and TV shows and books and all that, can we just help everybody be like nicer and kinder to each other and more understanding and compassionate? I feel like that's all I try to show up and do every day is like, I am flawed. You are flawed. Let's be flawed together. Listen, I know if you pick up any kind of beauty magazine or you follow an influencer, there's like a new skincare product every single day of the week. And it can be really difficult to know which ones to even try, like which one is worth your money. And if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, you might be excited to know that one of today's sponsors is OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy. No complicated routines just simple, scientifically validated solutions. The secret is OneSkin's proprietary OS1 peptide. 
It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. I especially like the eye cream. It's not too thick where you feel like it's going to clog all your pores, but it goes on really, really nicely under makeup. For a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase using the code SHARON when you check out at oneskin.co. That's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O. Try OneSkin and enjoy younger, healthier skin without all the extra steps. That's oneskin.co, code SHARON. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That We also have to talk a little bit about we both love animals and we both love different kinds of animals. The little <laughs> And you really love an animal that I really do not love. What? No. Cuz I know I know what you're about to say, but when I when I tell you the idea that you don't love this animal is baffling to me. Because <laughs> like based on all and I love this everyone now is like what they're all leaning in. What animal? What animal? You're talking about trash pandas, aren't you? Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. How do you not like raccoons? Like, first of all, they look like tiny professors. Let's just they agree. Do. They do. How do. They look like tiny, they have tiny hands. Tiny hands with opposable thumbs. Yep, like yep. you can have a raccoon that can literally serve you a Diet Coke. And you're <laughs> telling me that like they, they are not just fancy. They are also functional. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're smart. They'll wash your food for you. Oh, I mean, and they might be complete terrors who could end your life. But prior to that, loving (laughs) what's going on okay all right you want you want to hear my raccoon story i i I didn't know there was one and so now (laughs) everything escalated very quickly so (laughs) one day lying in bed hear a weird noise in the wall sounds like wait it was a conversation that's what it sounded like like a really high pitch like 
Wait, was it just one voice or two? <laughs> no, that's all it was. It was just like, what like talking is that? To oh my gosh. What is okay. that? Okay. Um, <laughs> cut to the chase. A raccoon is living in our attic and mm-hmm. has given birth. Oh, in our oh attic. wow. So it was and a thing. That, that is what baby raccoons sound like. Like they're conversing. You think like, you know, if you think about a, a, a you know, a baby deer or, you know, yeah. a kitten, they have yeah. that one kind of consistent noise that they right. make. Meow. Yeah. Make that meow sound only right. when necessary. No, baby raccoons speak like they are cartoon women. Oh my goodness. Like in hysterics. Like, yes. Like, hysterical. Yeah. And they keep you awake at night. Well, so I'm still holding out for the part where this went wrong because for <laughs> me Sharon I'm it's over here fantastic. like you didn't even have to catch your own raccoon family they chose you which they chose honestly me. this sounds like the beautiful precursor to the next Disney film and <laughs> you're sitting here telling me as if any of this is a problem I'm like they're conversational they clearly want a relationship they see you as a suitable uh, host and a family which speaks volumes for your character and then here you are saying that this is a problem so what you have to do you have to call someone to to uh one day we came home and there was no electricity on the second floor of our house yeah that would be that'd be an issue just the second floor not the first floor Mm -hmm. and we called out an electrician like the fuses seem fine the electrician was like oh no 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 it's the raccoons in your attic yeah because they have opposable thumbs they mess yeah they'll just bite them oh no they came to the light switches and they turn them on and off Uh (laughs) they they apparently enjoy um playing with electrical wires and attics because they're warm and i live in minnesota where it's not warm oh you should have thrown up a blanket i mean i should honestly like i gotta tell you it's the problem solving thing that's here i feel like you weren't leaving the opportunity you're not learning the opportunity to step up here like one blanket and you would have been fine (laughs) just get like an electric blanket put it up there they'll stop biting the wires what's the problem and then they'll stay (laughs) so we called somebody about the raccoon family and the guy was like listen raccoons return to den where they were born so chances are real oh, wow. good this raccoon was born in your house oh. and it returns so i love that this story has now escalated to you being the person on their turf do you know what i mean like <laughs> i love right. that the issue here now is you're complaining about them and the whole time their conversation their garble has been about how they cannot believe that this family sharon mcgovernment of the McGovernments <laughs> move into your home <laughs> and yep. we're just trying to live our life. We like it dark and they keep the lights on. They're the yep. worst downstairs tenants. <laughs> the cooking is terrible. Cooking is terrible. Here. They have the oddest sleep habits, you know? <laughs> and yep. then here you are complaining about them. Yep. So do you guys so, work out like the Yeah, one day my, we decided we would like to relocate the raccoon mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. Um, so that we could have the electricity Yeah, and, and not like, be kept yeah. awake. But we didn't want to kill the raccoon family. Of course not. Um, no. So we did decide to humanely live trap yeah. the raccoon family yeah, yeah, yeah. and just relocate them to mm-hmm. a place that is more compatible. Yeah, for them for with their existing lifestyle. Yes. So we waited until the, the wildlife specialist said, you know, like wait until X time and then the baby raccoons will be out of here and you won't be trying to mm-hmm. capture four mm-hmm. raccoons. You'll only be trying to capture Smart. one raccoon. 
So we we set up a, a humane live trap in right. the in the attic. By the way, raccoons love cat food. Oh yes, they do. They love yeah. cat food. They love diet cokes. No one will ever say that your podcast doesn't bring value. I just want to throw that out there. Okay, straight value, straight value. So you put out cat food, and one day we heard a raccoon not pleased with their lot in life. A raccoon oh, in the oh. attic who was not pleased with being trapped in oh, a oh, raging. In raging. The, that's right. It actually took a very long time to trap the raccoon. Like they're so they're so intelligent that they would figure out how to get the food without the trap. Oh, of course. They, yeah. I mean, honestly, this is the most frightening part is that they use tools, you know what I mean? That's Which right. is like one step away from like designing Teslas, you know what That's I mean? Right. Like it's terrifying. So they probably brought a stick with them. They're like, they that is did. a trap. And I'm a can opener. A did you ever try putting it in there without opening it? <laughs> you come back up, all you hear is uh-huh, uh-huh. That sounds good. I was afraid of like trying to come into contact yeah. with the live raccoon. Yeah. I sent somebody else up into mm-hmm. the attic to get sure. the raccoon. And they brought it downstairs into my house. Oh, they and didn't it have was... to do that for sure. That could have not happened. And that would have been fine. <laughs> like, it's in a live raccoon. Yeah. And it absolutely was very adorable. Of it course. Very adorable. That's how they lure you in. That's right. This little raccoon in a trap, like what's happening to yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah. And my husband put it in the back of his truck and drove it into the forest mm-hmm. and, and let it go. And it ran away. And now yeah. and then it returned. Of course it did because you live in its house. I mean, like, right. like, I can't even begin to tell you that like right now, I don't know, I'm feeling a pull towards raccoon advocacy. <laughs> like, I literally am like, I just want to talk to them about their rights. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I want them to know all their options. And right they now- They need like, like a Miranda rights card. Oh, like here's I mean, like, frankly, the right to an attorney. You're a squatter right now and I'm uncomfortable with it. Sharon, this is not what I thought I'd come here to find out. You know what I mean? (laughs) You have stolen. You are a colonizer. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, here you are squatter's rights on your raccoon property. And so- Yep. (laughs) You ever just tried talking to them? Did you guys try mediation? Like, I feel like you escalated it quickly and- this is what happened. So they come back and then what happens? They came back. And uh, I mean, I, I assume. Did you know it's the same one? Let's just be no, honest. Give the name. No, okay. no, no. I assume it's the same raccoon. It's not like we have 75,000 visible raccoons in my neighborhood. How else would a raccoon know this is a house and I know the way in? Oh, did he use the front door? No, of course not. Like when, and we, we took a lot of care to like, where could this be getting in? Right. Closed up all the entrances. Right. It still returned. He has a key. I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you this raccoon lives there. Like it does. And I just want to be clear again, Disney movie, like here you are thinking to yourself, no, 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 this terrible bandit, you know, this mass bandit breaking into my house, eating all the food, using my eye cream. And it's like, no, that's not what this is. What this is, is a beautiful love story about feeling lost and abandoned and finding your way back home. (laughs) So lean in, you know, that's where I've left it. That's where we moved away. I am full on in support of this whole situation. (laughs) You could have the house. I want, I'm moving in. I want to move in so I can be like, oh my God, Jerry, the kids, they're in. Come downstairs. Don't act like you haven't come downstairs. That would be me. Oh, don't try to hide in the attic. Yes. Come on now. Come on now. Just come on. If you'd finished out the attic, it would have been fine. (laughs) That was the problem. They were comfortable. So we moved away. That was the end solution. (laughs) We literally, my husband literally drove it far out into the forest. Within a couple of weeks, it was back. 
Yeah, because I had to make its way home. Yeah, I mean, that's probably right. had a hitchhike, but that's, that's right. I mean, needless to say, I think that what's great is anyone listening just really grew from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> many they, takeaways, many, many takeaways. takeaways. Absolutely. Humility, you know, don't worry about social media rules, just kind of post freely. Uh, yep. Trash pandas are determined and your best bet is to relocate, <laughs> not them, but you. You, get and a different exfoliate, house. Exfoliate mind dry brows. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sharon, like, why oh. people listen to anything else? <laughs> like, right. Cover right. it all here. This is it. You should have a TV show. <laughs> and I do, it still does bring me, I still chuckle periodically when I know that my name in your phone is Sharon McGovernment. It's in there. I sent you a screenshot. If it makes you feel any better, nobody has like normal names in my phone. Like I, like I do that because it, it brings delight when people call, you yeah. know, when you're able to be yeah. like, ah, gah, 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 gah. it's funny. You know what it I mean? Is. Sharon McGovernment. That McGovernment. is, that is a fantastic. That is it. It's official. It's That's official. Right. It's very professional. Right. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. So I had a blast. This was so much this fun. This is so I, fun. Well, I love this. And if you enjoy this type of very pointed and deep conversation, <laughs> you can find more of it. I'm Nicole Walters on all of social media, and you can learn more about me, my business. I have a book that's coming out at NicoleWalters.com. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh my Yay. God, thank you for having me. And I'm so glad that we finally gave the people what they want because mm-hmm. whew, my DMs were on fire. So <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was fun for me. Thank you so much for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast. I am truly grateful for you. And I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast or maybe leave me a rating or a review? Or if you're feeling extra generous, would you share this episode on your Instagram stories or with a friend? All of those things help podcasters out so much. I cannot wait to have another mind blown moment with you next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast.